The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning again, everybody. How's everybody's breakfast? Fabulous. Thanks to the hotel staff and to the convention staff. First off, happy 4th of July, everybody. Thank you for spending your holiday at the ACB convention and your holiday morning breakfast with the American Foundation for the Blind. I'm Tony Stevens, a familiar voice here at ACB, but now at the American Foundation for the Blind. I'm the Director of Communications at AFB, and it's so exciting to be here with everybody this morning. We're going to have a little brief program. We are so excited to be bringing back the breakfast with AFB. This was a tradition for years and years. Uh, life with the pandemic loves to take all kinds of traditions and do all kinds of things with it. But we're excited to be back here again, and I'm excited to, to introduce to you my new boss, which is a bit of irony, for those that know, uh, as my old boss as well. But with Eric Bridges, we'll be talking to you all in a minute. We'll be introduced by uh, Katie Frederick as well with the AFB Board of Trustees and who everyone knows here at AFB as well. There we go. Can you hear me a little better in the back? All right, so uh, it, it, this is a large crowd. This is fabulous. If we were to do the traditional go-by and have everybody introduce themselves, we would probably be into the late resolutions in the afternoon. So what we're going to be doing is uh, just a little, a little, some, some, a few shout-outs. I had a chance to meet some of you walking around the room earlier. Um, but who, for the first time, this is your first time at an AFB breakfast? Say hello or something. Make some sort of noise. Oh, my goodness. A fabulous, fabulous crowd. As uh, the Director of Communications, I would be remiss if you get a chance, make sure you sign up on the AFB.org website for our mailing list. So you can go there to AFB.org and sign up. So you make sure you get like the Focus newsletter and all kinds of news, that uh, things going on uh, with Access World and our AFB Focus's updates and our Journal for Visual Impairment and Blindness, all those things. So go to AFB.org. Uh, now let's find out who has been... Let's see who's been here maybe the longest. Who, who has come to an AFB breakfast when it was Carl Augusto still? Me. All right. Okay. Who, who, can, who can say they went probably on a 4th of July to an AFB bre uh, breakfast when uh, President George Bush, the original, was president for the 4th of July? How about President Reagan? We got a couple here. Anybody for President Carter? Oh, my goodness. David Trottis, David and Rhonda over here at the table. All right. Do I say... F the, yeah, we don't have Ford here. Nobody with Ford here. Um, Harrison Ford, you could... Yeah, but that's the neither here nor there, the Indiana New Jones. Um, well, fabulous. Well, we're excited to have the Trots who, uh, who are there. Now, for the farthest, I've heard Anthony and company in the room from Honolulu. Where's Honolulu at? Honolulu, we got folks from our Hawaii, uh, wonderful. And uh, from closest, anybody from Schomburg? Anybody from Illinois Council? Yeah. All right, there we go. So we got friends and family from far and wide that have traveled all the way here. Um, thanks so much to everybody that has come out today. It, it really means a lot for the American Foundation for the Blind. Uh, you'll be hearing in a minute a lot of the exciting things that are taking place at AFB. Uh, you know, we're 102 years old. We had our centennial two years ago. Um, 2024, we just started our fiscal year the other day. We started July 1st. And Eric, you know, I don't know if Eric, these are in your notes as well. 
Um, but I would be remiss to not say, too, that we're excited that in, in 1924 uh, was when Helen Keller first walked through our doors and was such a transformative figure for the organization and for the world, right? So we've got some exciting things to share that's coming up for, you know, 100 Years of Helen uh, that we'll be celebrating at the American Foundation for the Blind, some exciting opportunities to come out to your community and do some fun things for this coming year and to continue our partnerships with the American Council of the Blind. Um, I would like to introduce our, our first speaker here this morning, uh, who, is, who is a fantastic uh, sort of leader in her own way, uh, outstanding leader in the blindness movement, and also with the American Printing House for the Blind uh, out of Louisville, even though she lives in Ohio, a neighboring state uh, on the other side of Indiana. <laughs> I guess that's not neighboring, is it? Two doors next door. Is that right? Two doors next door. Who paid attention in geography class? But uh, Katie Frederick, uh, folks know with the American Council of the Blind, but also longstanding member for the AFB Board of Trustees. Uh, please give a warm, wa warm welcome, that's a tongue twister, for Katie Frederick. Good morning, everyone, and it's great to be here today wearing many hats, as I tend to do from time to time, but today I am proud to be a member of the AFB Board of Trustees, a position I've held for several years, and now that I work at the American Printing House for the Blind in our Connect Center, which coincidentally enough, those programs came from AFB five years ago, and now I get to work with some, a group of great folks who manage those programs, and we are stewarding those um, into a new era with our new website and things. But great to have all these connections and collaborations and partnerships um, in the field. You know, the more we work together, the better we are. And so it is great to be a part of, of APH. Um, and another, another note of connectivity, we are um, at APH. We, a couple about a month ago now, or six weeks ago, we had a groundbreaking ceremony in Louisville, Kentucky, and we are breaking ground on a museum. So we've had the museum in APH for years and years, and it's a great tribute to the blindness field, but we are now embarking on a new museum called the Dot Experience, and that will really showcase blindness to the community at large. And so it's, it's a massive expansion. Um, I know the folks, my colleagues that work in Louisville, um, they're dealing with a lot of construction, but thankfully I don't have to deal with that right now. So that is a win-win, is a but it's a, a massive project that will um, be underway until 2025. So a lot of work being done on the museum to make, really showcase you know, what, what people who are blind or low vision can do, you know, highlighting, highlighting the work that Helen Keller and others did to get us where we are today and how, how the blindness field is moving forward. So that is coming um, to APH. But now I want to hand the mic over, over to someone that I've considered a friend, a colleague, and is an amazing leader and professional, Eric Bridges. Good morning. All right. This is weird. I, I didn't have to work at this convention. I didn't have to get up at 6 a.m. Um, if I didn't want to. So, no, but happy 4th of July. 
It's great to be here. It's, it's, been, uh, it's, it's been a pretty interesting ride, I would say, the last three months or so, taking over uh, the American Foundation for the Blind, and uh, I sort of parachuted in at the end of a fiscal year, which was interesting, and uh, getting to know the, the staff. Uh, five years ago, for those of you that, that may not be aware, uh, AFB went fully remote. <clears throat> as a as an employee base, so we've got employees flung all over uh, the country, and so getting to know them, uh, doing one on ones, and and getting to do some small group um, activities to to understand uh, them, their needs. Uh, I I came in at an interesting time, uh, a time of a, a lot of a lot of transition. And I'm sure that many of you are, are aware that the organization was without a leader for quite some time. And so there, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of work to be done uh, regarding, you know, the, the overall focus that, that we're going to take moving forward, what we're going to work on. There's some really cool stuff that we are working on. Uh, and I'll get to, to some of that stuff here in a minute. But it's, you know, it's been a, a great learning process. It's one of those things where uh, I've been in this field for 22 years. I have worked alongside AFB on some really uh, fascinating and, and uh, truly important uh, initiatives. But then coming to it and working inside the organization, that's a, that's a different animal altogether. And so understanding the culture, understanding the people that are there, and a, a lot more about the work, <clears throat> the very good work that AFB does. So why don't we get to that? You're going to hear me this morning later, so you can, you can listen now or listen later, or, or maybe I uh, leave some Easter eggs um, through here. We'll see. But, you know, AFB... Uh, as Tony said, is you know it's over a hundred years old, which is truly amazing. And you know, Mr. Miguel, when he founded AFB, the 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 U.S. or the the, the world had just uh, come out of a pandemic, the the first pandemic, and um, a lot of things were very uncertain. Um, there was a lot of challenges that, that our community in particular faced regarding expectations for, for work, for education, all of that. Uh, Helen Keller walked through the doors pretty soon after and really helped AFB and the blindness movement advocate very successfully. Fast forward 100 years, we're coming out of another pandemic. There's uh, a lot that has been achieved, but there's a lot more still to do. And uh, there are some programs at AFB that I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk a little bit about. One of them is the Blind Leaders Development Program. Uh, how many of you have heard of it? All right. So this is a really interesting program <clears throat> in that, yes, it's mentors and mentees, but it is for individuals in their careers that are like, let's say, midway through their career, right? So they've, they've been in a job, they've had some level of success, and now what? 
we still have another 20 years <laughs> to work, right? And so the, the, the mentees are paired up with mentors and go through monthly uh, leadership programming to hopefully, you know, that the expectation is that through this, they can break, uh, break through the sort of the glass ceiling that seems to exist for uh, many of us in working in the blindness field or in corporate America. And so we've graduated over 100 of these uh, mentors and mentees within the last couple of years. We just graduated our third cohort in May. And uh, later, later this, this fall, we will be uh, opening up that application once more. Uh, so be on the lookout, uh, afb.org, for the next cohort application, application period. So really, it's a unique program in that you know, we're not looking at uh, college-age kids transitioning into the workforce or high school uh, transitioning to, to college. All that's important. I, but I do feel like as a, as a community, uh, we benefit from learning from others. And that, that mid-career point area is one that we've not focused on very often in our field. And so really looking forward to, to moving that ball down the, down the field. Uh, another interesting program that we have that has really taken hold over the last year is something called Talent Lab. And Talent Lab, again, this is another curriculum-based pairing uh, interns and apprentices uh, to learn digital accessibility. And uh, it's a curriculum that we've, that we've built uh, through consulting with others in, in uh, the tech sector that allows for individuals, uh, sighted interns and blind apprentices to learn uh, foundational principles of digital accessibility so that at the end, they will, be, um, they will have all of the, the knowledge and information that will qualify them to go and get a job in the tech sector as an accessibility manager. And so, you know, these are jobs that range from uh, 70,000 to 100,000 in the tech sector. So uh, we've got 16, I think, right, Tony, of these individuals that are going to be graduating. And uh, several of them have already received outreach from some of our corporate partners that are interested in in hiring for these positions. And so, you know, it's, it's another way that AFB can be of, uh, of assistance in a world that, frankly, is not built for us, right? Uh, the world is not built for us, and so it is up to us to educate, advocate uh, for, for what it is we need. And this is a, one really neat uh, area in which AFB is, is, is active, the third program is the one that you all know the best, public policy and research. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's led by uh, Stephanie Enyart. Uh, the, and uh, again, not going to be shocking to you all, the, the focus in public policy and research at AFB has been 
around the umbrella of technology. You cannot escape technology. You cannot, unless you're going to live in the mountains and, uh, you know, hunt your own food <laughs> and, and drink uh, stream water, right? Like, there's no way that you, in some way, aren't impacted by technology. And so a lot of the work that, that we've done in collaboration with the American Council of the Blind, dealing with legislation, dealing with uh, web and app access, the research that we've done. Uh, in April of this year, we released a study known as the Barriers to Digital Inclusion, which highlights the challenges that our community still has today in interfacing with certain uh, certain technologies uh, like travel websites, airline websites, uh, as well as the healthcare industry and being able to independently manage our own health means having access to that data in a way that is useful to us, right? The, the barriers to digital inclusion uh, study has, has shown a lot of what we have been feeling. Uh, how, did we, how did we do this study? Who did we go to? Well, we went to organizations like ACB and NFB to get input. There were, I believe, nearly 500 individuals that participated. And uh, the, the barriers to digital inclusion has made its way up to Capitol Hill. It's made it into the hands of policymakers as well as folks in the executive branch, uh, the Department of Justice, uh, so that education can continue. It's one thing for you or I to say, well, this, this doesn't work for me. But it's another to, to go and do the research, to come alongside uh, you all and, and actually say yes. <laughs> Absolutely, it didn't work for you, and it didn't work for a lot of other people either. And to put it into uh, you know, a persuasive study that, that shows how far we still have to go. And, uh, you know, the, the last couple months have been pretty intense as I've been learning uh, about all the work we do, the, you know, the, how we interact uh, organizationally with others in the field. Through our public policy, our research, Talent Lab, the Blind Leaders Development Program, uh, it's, it's on AFB to be more visible. We're doing good work, but we have not been visible. We will be visible. <laughs> it, this, um, this is really cool. There's over 100 people that signed up for this breakfast. Yeah. Wow. Right? Um, and I think part, part of that is we have not been around. We've not, there was a pandemic. Some of you might know that. Um, but... <laughs> Even still, we've not been visible to large swaths of the blind and low vision community during this period, and that's, that ends today. So um, we're going to be out there doing stuff. I'm leaving today to, to fly to Houston. Uh, I've been invited to speak at the NFB convention tomorrow, so I'll be doing that. Pray for me. <laughs> no, I'm just, that was just a joke. Just joking. Um, but it is hot. It's like 110, so pray for me. Yeah. Um, the, 
I, I've been coming to these AFB breakfasts ever since uh, 1999, my very first convention, which, by the way, this is my 25th convention. That's pretty cool. So um, with, you know, with folks like, like Tony Stevens and others, um, you know, we're going to be better and, and a lot more intentional about uh, communicating with the field. Obviously, it's very important. AFB has a, a rich history of working in collaboration with ACB, and we are now, and it's our intent that that continue uh, into the future. Uh, but along with that, to, to work with other organizations in the, in the blindness field as well, right? So NFB, uh, uh, Vision Serve. Uh, but there is a, I, I will say, there is a, a bit of a special relationship between ACB and AFB. And one aspect of that is that there is a, a dedicated uh, board of trustees seat for an ACB leader on our, on our board. And that's, right now, it's being filled by, by Katie Frederick. And, but before her, it was Brian Charlson, or before her, it was Jeff Tom, and before him, Brian Charlson, right? So um, there's, a, there's a kind of a unique relationship that, frankly, I'm, uh, you know, I'm proud of, uh, having come from ACB. So we're going to continue on doing what we're doing. Uh, later this summer and into the fall, uh, AFB is going to undertake a strategic plan that's been six years since we last did a strategic plan, so it's overdue. Uh, and with me being new, it, it provides us the, the opportunity to take a good look at everything that we're doing, decide what, what we want to have remain, and maybe you know, focus on some other, uh, one or two other things that, that maybe we haven't spent as much time on. Um, we're here to be a resource. AFB is here to be a resource for the field. And, you know, as part of this strategic plan, we will be reaching out to external stakeholders to get input. So, Deb and Dan, uh, be ready. We're going to be asking questions of you, as we will of Mark Riccobono and Lee Nasahi at, at VisionServe. We, we, want, we want that input because we want to get back to that, that unique... Uh, spot that, that we have a leadership role within the, within the field to, to provide excellent information and help, help the consumer organizations when it's, when it's needed or requested. So uh, with that, I, I'd like to thank uh, Deb and Dan, as well as Janet Dickelman, for you know, inviting AFB and inviting me to, to speak uh, later this morning, and uh, I wish you all a great Fourth of July and a great rest of your convention. Thank you. Yep. Sure, we can take a couple questions. All right, Steve Heeson has asked, "What can the average person who's blind, from family perspective, is that right, Steve? Our employee, family, parent. employee, family, parent. What can they do to assist AFB? Help us in our work." Wow. That isn't that is a great question. What can what can uh you know, what can a blind parents or family how can they help contribute to AFB? And I think um 
you know, that, that, is a, that is a great question that I'm not sure that we've handled a lot the last few years. I know that there are um, aspects of the work we do that deal with education. Um, and, you know, the, uh, the Cogswell-Macy Act, which many of you are aware of, that, that AFB has been supportive of, that seems to have kind of taken a bit of a pause. But in, in, terms, of, in terms of the, the family stuff, I, I would love to continue to engage with you, Steve, to figure out how, how AFB can, can do that. Historically, um, AFB has done some, some stuff in the past um, with, you know, with education, with other things. One, one of the areas that I would like for AFB, you know, and I'm just one guy, but there is still a lack of expectation of, of what we can do in the world. The, the expectations are not the ex, uh, of society, that society has for us are not the expectations that we have for ourselves. Um, and so, to me, kind of leaning into that and figuring out how AFB can help uh, message around that i'm still i'm still asked you know uh you know told by uber drivers that i'm amazing because i got out of bed and i got a job and then heaven knows their heads explode when they they say well yeah you must have a great wife she must take great care of you yes she does but she's blind what <laughs> head explodes right like you've got kids well you must have a great you know uh a great nanny. No, not so much. And they can see what? Yeah. So anyway. Steve mentioned employees too in our HR toolkit. Oh, we yeah we've got um, we've got a uh, uh, an HR toolkit that was released. What Tony just within the last month six or weeks six weeks ago? Yeah. Um, that's really designed to to work with uh, inform employers on. The, the rights of, of our uh, our population how to how to frankly recruit us how to you know onboard uh, ensure that ensure that they're going through the right steps uh, when when recruiting and onboarding an individual who's blind or low vision um, you'll be seeing some videos right Tony over the next several weeks we'll be sharing those interviews with folks. Uh, at AFB regarding this toolkit. So more to come. Yeah, so a question about uh, making electronic signature uh, applications accessible, yeah. right? Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I use DocuSign all the time. Um, it's gotten better. It's gotten, it's gotten better. I, I do know that there are still challenges with like um, uh, Adobe Sign and uh, I believe another one. But yeah, th th those things are are very challenging. In fact, about three years ago at ACB, I, at the very beginning of the, of the pandemic, I had to have, uh, I had to use IRA, I had to call IRA to sign off on ACB's audit because they sent the, the physical documentation through Adobe Sign and I couldn't complete it on my own. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel you.
And, and, and part of your question, too, I know was, um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, what is, uh, you know, what, what can we kind of do, I, I think, in a sense of not just with DocuSign, but across the board with inaccessible programs. AFB's consulting, uh, Matthew Janisousis, is it, did I say Matthew's last name right? Janisouskis, sorry, it's hot top. Matthew is, is an Illinoisan as well. He's just south, south of uh, the Chicago land. But, um, you know, he runs AFB Consulting. He's our chief technology and workforce. He runs the Talent Lab and Blind Leaders Development Program. But, you know, one of the things about Talent Lab that is great is it's making accessible engineers that are evangelists as well. They're not just learning how to work for somewhere like DQ or the Paciella Group, but they themselves are becoming evangelists for accessibility and going out and really trying to conquer and really trying to approach. There's a group called Teach Access that AFB works closely with. And Teach Access is working to teach accessibility guidelines in the schools for, you know, your CS 101 classes all the way up. Um, but, but, you know, one of the things Talent Lab is doing is really trying to make evangelists that can go out there and help spread that uh, within the existing community of software engineers. Access World has taken a new work. They're in my department, the Access World. Aaron Priest is our editor-in-chief. Um, and their focus has been, you know, recently, and so you'll be able to download the new Access World next month. Uh, they had one come out in May on Global Accessibility Awareness Day, is working to really sort of be an evangelist voice as well to the software developer community. So we're working to push that hard to Silicon Valley and Seattle and all the developers um, to work. So if, if folks that are interested in sort of access technology and getting under the hood and how things work, be sure to check out Access World. So any other questions? All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much. Another round of applause to Katie and Eric. Thank you so much for coming out again to the AFB Breakfast. Eric will be available here for folks that want to come up and just ask questions on their own and congratulate him in his new role. Um, but again, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your convention, and happy 4th of July, everyone. <laughs>